Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the book of James with this message entitled, Hedonism, A Heart Problem, preached January the 26th, 2014. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to James chapter 4, verse 1. Hedonism, a heart problem. James 4, 1 through 3 speaks of hedonism, a problem of sinful heart. Hedonism is narcissism, a self-dominated and self-focused life. Your mother told you, have fun. That summarizes a life of Hedonism. A hedonist is committed to satisfy by all means the lusts, the urges, the appetites of his sinful nature. This is true of every unbeliever. He lives to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. And then he dies without hope and without God. He lives to please himself, not God. In the view of certain thinkers, USA is the most hedonistic country in the world, fully committed to the pursuit of worldly pleasure. They say hedonism is an American speciality, which every other nation is eagerly trying to emulate. Hedonism began in Genesis 3 when Adam and Eve fell from their original righteousness. They fell from pleasing God to pleasing themselves. So we read in Genesis 3 and verse 6 when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eye, And also desirable for gaining wisdom. That is wisdom from below, from hell. She took some and ate it. Saw, lusted, and took. And St. John tells us in 1 John, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he owns, what he has, boasting of his riches comes not from the Father, But from the world, the world and its lusts pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. 
Yet with all this enjoyment of pleasure, every unbeliever is unhappy and restless. St. Augustine was right when he said, Our hearts are restless until they find rest in God. Without God, we are without contentment. We read in four Maccabees this statement in the soul hedonism is boastfulness covetousness thirst for honor rivalry malice in the body indiscriminate eating gluttony and solitary gourmandizing that is simply eating more and more seeking worldly pleasure only gives rise James says to war fights and discord James dealt with this in chapter 3 13 through 18 and we read there but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts do not boast about it or deny the truth such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly unspiritual and of the devil the demonic wisdom from hell gives rise to envy and jealousy wisdom from heaven that is the Holy Spirit is first pure and peace loving the kingdom of God is righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit pursuit of our sinful lusts only causes wars and fights and leave the narcissist miserable if we drink from the well of hedonism we shall thirst again and again man is created to find his happiness in God alone Remember Lot and his wife. They loved cattle and grass and culture of Sodom more than the God of Abraham. They possessed all and lost all. So I want to speak to you three points. First, the source of all fightings. Second, the poverty of lusting. And third, the solution by prayer. Source of all fighting. James locates the source of hedonism in our members, that is, in our hearts. He asks where wars and where 
their fights among you in the Greek text. And he answers, are they not from here, from your lusts, which do battle in your members, that is in your body, especially in your mind. cause of man's trouble is not found outside of him. James locates it within each one of us. This is our story from Genesis 3 on. Jesus said the same thing. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what make a man unclean. Not your mother, sir. Not your father. Not your environment. You are the problem. I am the problem. Jeremiah said the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Nobody but God. I am awestruck by the depravity of human heart. James was writing to churches that were experiencing wars and fightings. Not from outside, but from within. Churches that were plagued by lusts. Oh, do you want to go back to the New Testament church life, sir? Fightings, wars, envy, jealousy, party spirit, divisions, disunity. The cause of their fights was the lust of their hearts. We already said Eve saw she lusted and she took. Achan we read in Joshua 7 when I saw the plunder a beautiful robe from Babylonia 200 shekels of silver and a wedge of gold weighing 50 shekels I coveted and I took and I hid them and David remember David 2nd Samuel 11 one evening David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace and he saw and he lusted he took Friends, we cannot avoid all battles, certain battles we must fight, such as battle for truth, the authority of the Bible. The salvation is to be found in Jesus Christ alone and so on. We must fight them. But as Christians, we should not engage in battle caused by our sinful lust of heart. Caused by demonic wisdom of the devil. The word hedonism appears six times in the New Testament. Always used in an evil sense. 
Some preachers sanctify the word hedonism and speak of Christian hedonism. It is an accommodation to American hedonistic culture. The Bible does not present hedonism in any positive light. The word hedonism appears two times in James 4 verse 1 and 3. Luke 8 and verse 14. There we read the seed that fell among the thorns stands for those who hear. But as they go on their way they are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures. And they do not mature. Titus 3 verse 3 at one time we too were foolish disobedient deceived and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures we lived in malice and envy being hated and hating one another 2nd Peter 2 verse 13 they will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done their ideal pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes reveling in their pleasures while they feast with you. Second Timothy 3, 4, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. See, it is set in opposition of loving God. File donoi malon e file teoi. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Friends, there is a war going on within every true believer. The flesh opposes the spirit and the spirit opposes the flesh. Galatians 5, 16 and 17. So I say, live by the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Be governed by the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. Who dwells in you? And then there is the guarantee, sir. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the sinful nature, the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, sir. Or we read in 1 Peter 2 verse 11, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires, pleasure, hedonism, which was, sir, war against your soul. Friends, by the power of the Spirit, we kill, put to death the works of the flesh. 
We have the life of God in the soul of man. We have a new nature. The divine nature. We are to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And divine power. God is with us. And God is in us. And we heard last Sunday. We are being recreated in the image of God. In knowledge and righteousness and holiness of truth. And we read today we are destined for glory. Purpose of Christ's coming is to bring many sons to glory. So we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil and he shall flee from us. It is the way of Jesus. So St. Paul tells us in Colossians 3, 5, put to death, necrosate, put to death. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. And St. Paul tells us in Romans 8, 13 and 14, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death. There it is in the present tense. Thanatute means continually putting to death. The, the desires of the flesh. You will live. Because those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. And they are the ones who put to death. The desires of the flesh. Put to death sir. Kill. Sin. In you. Don't feed it. Kill it. Unless we defeat lust within us. It will spill over. Causing fights at home. In the church. In the workplace. In the playground. And in the classrooms. Hi, how is your married life? Fighting? It's because of lust. James asks, where wars and fights come from? War, by which he means a chronic state of hostility. Fights, by which he means specific outbreak. Of hostility. Divorce. Church splits. Etc. 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 Are all caused by sinful urges. Appetites. And cravings from within. All good. And holy. Pleasures. Are God created sir. Devil. Only perverts them. Jesus said the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. These evil lusts of the heart. Sow strife and misery everywhere. And so St. Paul tells us in Galatians 6. Those who sow to the flesh. Reap destruction from the flesh. Uh, you have to pay for it, sir. 
and you will these lusts break out and destroy the unity of the church Psalm 133 says how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity for they the Lord bestows his blessing even life forevermore sir two people living in unity in the home there's blessing there's peace there's joy there is happiness same in the church in acts chapter 4 verse 32 we read all the believers were one in heart and mind that only lasted for 10 years <laughs> then came all the wars and fightings all the believers were one in heart and mind no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own but they shared everything they had and saint paul tells us in ephesians 4 verse 3 make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace how is your home life sir how is your married life How is your church life? Wars, fightings, strives. Consider the parable of the sower. The third soil people hear the word all right, but as they go on living, now is the problem. The worries of this life, meaning this temporal life, deceitfulness of wealth did you know that sir wealth deceives you pleasures of this short life sumpnigo chokes until the word is killed dead oh the mighty man with all the money all the power and all the education and he hates god Maybe there are people right here sitting hating God. Oh yes. You got your PhD, you got all that money. You got all that beauty. And you are a God hater. Have you surrendered to Jesus Christ alone for your eternal salvation, sir? And be read in the psalm he saves us from death. Nobody else. John Calvin says James takes lusts as designating all illicit and lustful desires which cannot be satisfied without doing injury to others. Yeah, your lust causes injury to your wife and your children and your brothers and sisters in the church. our lust is directed against the kingdom of god which is divine rule and happiness desire for sinful pleasure fills the man estranged from god they are lust filled not holy spirit controlled friends let me say again to you people leave god's holy church 
to indulge in the pleasures of the flesh. Friends, man is either a slave of sin or a slave of Jesus Christ. Last living is self-centered living. It is not a life of love. Man's highest duty is this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. And we read in 1 Corinthians 13. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil. But rejoices with the truth. It always protects Always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Friends, let me assure you, God gives us all our godly desires. Psalm 37 verse 4, delight yourselves in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Paul says... In Philippians 4, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be what, sir, content. Whatever the circumstances, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And St. Paul says in First Timothy 6, But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. Yeah, make that last buck. One more dollar, sir. One more dollar. And we are told for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things, basic need, will be what, sir, added unto you. The sinful man lusts for more money, to buy more stuff, to experience more temporal, sensual pleasure friends wealth deceives deceitfulness of wealth it chokes the life of God the word of God sin 
also deceives. And the devil deceives. May God help us to be led by the spirit and led by the scripture. And exercise spiritual discipline upon our urges. Appetites. The second point. The poverty of all lusting. No profit. You are poor for the lusting. If you are a Christian. So take a look at verse 2. James says in the Greek text, you lust and you do not have, so you kill. See, in the Greek there is no punctuation, so this is a better way to read. You lust and you do not have, you do not get anything. So you kill. Second, you covet and you cannot obtain So you fight and make war. You are coveting, epitomate. You are coveting. That is, you are lusting. Notice the present tense throughout. You are lusting continually. 24-7, lusting. Lust and lust and lust. In the night and in the daytime. You are desiring, craving for sensual, carnal pleasures. You are not hungering and thirsting for God. No, no, no. Lusting for stuff. So you kill, it says. That's a hyperbole. It's a metaphor. There is verbal fighting and verbal killing. So St. John says in 1 John 3, anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life in him. Hating is murder. You hate the people of God because of unfulfilled, sinful desire of the heart. So you hate and covet. The Tenth Commandment specifically prohibits coveting. Lasting after things belonging to others. Christians are to exercise discipline on their urges and appetites. Including sexual appetites. Eating, drinking, all these appetites are God created. But I said Satan perverts them. So we have to exercise discipline. On our urges. Sexuality expressed only in marriage. Not outside of marriage. We should not subscribe to the hedonistic consumerism. That advocates buy now, pay later. More stuff 
more happiness and more debt. That's American way of life. But the Bible says, Oh, no man anything. Proverbs 30, verse 8 and 9, Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Hebrews 13 verse 5, keep yourselves free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. That is, I'll take care of you. The rich man of Luke 16 died and went to hell to live a life of eternal torment. Would you like to be a rich man, sir? Nabal, the very wealthy man, was a wicked fool. Who said? His wife said. He gave a party, a banquet. He was drunk. The Lord struck him and killed him. And he went to hell. Judas sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. He also stole money from the collection plate. He was planning to live a long, happy life. But he threw away all his money. He hanged himself in remorse and went to hell, the Bible says. Let us listen to Jesus on the deceitfulness of wealth. Luke 12, 15 and following. Then he said to them, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. We are against homosexuality and against adultery. But what about greed? Oh, we sanctified greed. America sanctifies greed. We made it a virtue. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he told them this parable, the ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to myself, you have plenty of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him as he said to this fool, Nabal, you fool, this very night. Your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. St. James said, 
in James chapter 1 verse 14 but each one is tempted when by his own evil desire epithumia he's dragged away and enticed Romans 1:24 therefore God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another and so on Second Timothy 4:3 for the time will come when men will not put up its sound doctrine instead to suit their own lusts they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their reaching ears want to hear see this church we preach the gospel second peter 3 verse 3 says first of all you must understand in the last days scoffers will come scoffing and following their own evil desires and they will even come to church to satisfy their evil desires Jude 16 these men are grumblers and fault finders they follow their own lusts evil desires they boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage they said to you in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires and they are all now in the churches friends last sends people to hell Amen. and point number 3 the solution for fighting and lasting is prayer sir prayer prayer there is a god's way of receiving what we need and that is the way of jesus the way of prayer the members of the churches of james were very busy lusting and fighting and coveting but they did not pray when they did pray they did not receive what they prayed for they prayed cacos wickedly with wrong motives they wished to make god to service their lusts they did not subject their desires to god's will they were asking god for a lot of money to go to the mall and spend on their lusts happiness is tough and stuff needs a lot of money the prodigal's son spend all his money dapanao in greek on pleasure it takes a lot of money for pleasure he squandered his wealth in wild living with prostitutes friends god does not answer prayers designed to fulfill our lusts remember what jesus said this then is how you should pray our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven 
Give us this day our daily bread. It is he who said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Food and clothing. The Bible does not say be filled with money. The Bible says be being filled with the Holy Spirit. So James tells us, if we lack wisdom, pray. If we are in trouble, James says, pray. Moses spent 40 days and 40 nights twice with God without eating or drinking. God sustained Moses. With God we are able to live with or without food. But thank God he graciously gives us daily bread. He meets all our spiritual and physical needs. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. And his grace ever flows into us. To make us fruitful, more fruitful, and much fruitful. And St. Paul says in Colossians 3, for this Christ is our life. Christ our life. Christ our hope. Christ our peace. Christ our everything. Union with Christ. Mother of all doctrine. So we read in Matthew 7, Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you. And he said, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your heavenly father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him. May God help us to pray. And he says in Luke's gospel chapter 11. If you then though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. That's our fundamental basic need. More than food and clothing what we need is Holy Spirit. Friends, one thing you can be sure of. If you ask for Holy Spirit, he will give us the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will give us all we need to sustain our life. But I want to tell you how to pray. There are certain hindrances to prayer. And you prayed and you prayed and you prayed and God didn't answer it. Then you begin to figure out. Maybe I did pray wrongly. James 4 verse 3 tells you. If you pray for your lusts. You will not get it. God will not fulfill your prayer. For selfishness. Number two, James 5 verse 16 says, 
Therefore confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Don't conceal your sin. Confess your sin and forsake your sin and pray and you will receive mercy. So also we read in Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save, nor his ear too dull to hear, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. He will never hear when we pray with our sin. First Peter 3 and verse 7 says husbands in the same way be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as the heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Harmony in marriage. Peace in marriage. My professor J. Adams said don't take Baggage onto your bed. Take care of problems before the sun goes down. Do not give place to the devil. Not only that, there should be peace in the community. You must get along with the people of God. You must love one another. Otherwise, God will not hear your prayer. Matthew 5, 23 and 24. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Your prayer will be answered. Not only you get along with your wife and husband, you must get along with God's people in the church. We are related to one another. In Matthew 66 verse 18. If I had cherished the sin in my heart. Secret sin. Well secret to everybody. But it's not secret to God. The Lord would not have listened. And Mark 11 verse 25. And when you stand praying. If you hold anything against anyone. Forgive him. So that your father in heaven may forgive your sins. And we are told when we pray. We must agree with one another. Philippians chapter 4 verse 2. I plead with you, Odea, and I plead with Syntyche. They were fighting to agree with each other in the Lord. Otherwise, your prayer is not heard. 1 Corinthians 1.10. I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another so that there may be no division among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought that he may accept your worship, your praise, and hear your prayer. Matthew 18, 19, and 20. Again, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything, agree about anything, Husband and wife agree about anything. 
you ask for it will be done for you by my father in heaven for where two or three come together in my name there am I with them Ephesians 4 26 to 28 it says what don't give place to the devil by not confessing and forsaking sin before the sun goes down it is true we may stumble and we may sin but we must be quick to repent and forsake sin and positively number one Matthew 6 verse 10 thy will be done not my will but thine will be done Jesus himself taught us and Jesus himself prayed that prayer Lord if possible remove this cup from me yet not my will but thine be done and he got up and went to the cross 1 John 5 14 this is the confidence faith we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will he will hear us and his will is disclosed in the Bible Therefore, a praying person is a person who reads the Bible daily and continually. So that you know how to pray. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Friends, if you pray that God may convert 10 people, that's a prayer in accordance with the will of God. Because God's son said, I'll build my church. And your job is to minister the gospel to people that they may come to confess Christ by your witnessing to them. And you should pray, Lord, give me 10 people that they may come to know Jesus Christ through me. That is a prayer according to the will of God. So you are always praying and you are always distributing little booklets that will tell them what the gospel is all about. And Colossians 3.17 And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him and we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus by the authority of the Lord Jesus and John 14 13 and 14 and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the son may bring glory to the father you see God is not going to answer a prayer that we pray unless it brings glory to the Father. Yes. Matthew 11 verse 24. Therefore I tell you whatever you ask in prayer. Believe. That you have received it and it will be yours. Yeah, You can therefore pray for daily bread. And you can pray for your health. And we all are healthy because of God's mercy. God is our health and our salvation. 
In 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of God. So James is saying stop fighting. Stop lusting. Start praying. In the will of God. And you shall receive all you need to live a very happy life. In the midst of all troubles and tribulations. The good shepherd prepares for us a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows, sir. That's a Christian life, sir. And Jesus himself prayed. He always prayed. He prayed all night. Hebrews 5 verse 7. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Yeah, God raised him up from the dead. Friends, our hearts are free when we pray and serve others. Believe this, God grants the godly man all his godly desires. And God is very generous, sir. They came and told Jesus they have no wine. It's a marriage feast, they have no wine. And Jesus made about 150 gallons of it, the best. Wine ever made in the universe. 150 gallons of it. Generous God be served. The dying thief said, Remember me when you come in your kingdom sometime in the future. Jesus said, Today you'll be with me in paradise. The prodigal son came and said to his father, please hire me as a slave. And father said, no, I receive you as my son. Jacob said in chapter 28, verse 20, his prayer, God, please give me food and clothing. In chapter 30 of Genesis, you read today, in this way, verse 43, the man grew exceedingly prosperous and came to own large flocks and maid servants and men servants and camels and donkeys. I said, our God is generous. And we read in Ephesians 3.20, I preached from this pulpit God gives us exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or imagine he has done it to me and he does it to all his people a generous God sir 
It is he who said the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. And he appeared to Abraham in Genesis 15 said, I am your shield. And I am your very great reward. I am not interested in gold as much as in God. Eternal life, happiness is holy communion with God and God's saints. God and God's people, sir. That's eternal life. Friend, Satan offered Jesus all the glories of this world. Matthew 4, 8 and 9. Provided he fall down and worship Satan. He rejected because it was not his father's will. The father testified about Jesus. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. We love God. We obey God. We please God, sir. And he takes care of us. Friends, prosperity and piety are inversely proportional. When prosperity goes up, what happens, sir? Piety goes down. It is proven in the history of Israel and in the history of the church. Why should we pray when we have all the money in the world? Friends, be led by the Spirit and Scripture and you will live a happy life. Listen, happiness is to know the Savior and serve the Savior. Friends, serving lusts cost a lot of money. But there is no cost in serving God. Salvation is by grace from beginning to end. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, forgive us our fighting. Forgive us our lusting. Lord, help us to pray. Lord, help us to enjoy Holy Communion with God and with his people. This is happiness. This is eternal life. Heavenly Father, I pray that you cause those who have not surrendered to your son. Lord, they are living a miserable life. Life outside of Christ is miserable life indeed. Enable them, O Lord, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Amen.